You are Locked On Falcons Postcast, part of Locked On Sports Atlanta, your team every day. Welcome back, guys, to another Locked On Falcons postcast with myself, Aaron Freeman, the host of Locked On Falcons, joined as usual by my good buddy, Jarvis Davis, one of the co-hosts of ATL Day Ones, part of the Locked On Sports Atlanta podcast family. And guys, of course, the Falcons lose the close one. You know, they, they pretty much all these games come down to the final possession and uh, the defense did not come through for the Falcons in this one like they had in some earlier wins this season with a sort of bizarre sequence where the the Chargers fumble the ball on a third down and then Taquan Graham scoops it up, runs it 20 yards, then he just decides to drop it, you know, just, you know, he's just like, this is a good spot. I don't need this anymore. just, Just put that down. Chargers recover it. Then they get all the yards that they lost right back and it sets up the game winning 37 yard field goal from Cameron Dicker. And what's interesting about this game, Jarvis talking about the Falcons defense, basically the chargers had like four, 10 plus play scoring drives in this game, able to move the ball effectively, move the chains. And then they also had four, three and outs in this game. So it's like you had the defense at times looking really good against a really good Chargers offense. I know they were dealing with some injuries or whatever, but you know, Justin Herbert's still back there, so like they can cook. And then you had the really bad games where the Falcons are basically doing what they've been doing all year long, bend but don't break, and they're doing a lot of bending and ultimately break in the end. So start us off with your thoughts on the defense. I mean, when you think about what this team has been able to do consistently, and that's rush the passer. Like that, that, that's the that's the formula for getting off the field on third downs. And we know they struggle in that department tremendously. What they had, what two, three announcements to start the game, and then I think uh, the Chargers went on like a six third down conversion streak uh, of converting on third down. So those are the type of things that you can't have as a defense. Like you got to be somewhat consistent in it and when the area that you aren't consistent in is getting pressure on the quarterback I think I don't think Justin Herbert even touched the ground until like maybe like 40 some seconds left in that first half so when you have a quarterback that clean and and that none bothered by your pass rush or the defensive lineman or the front like, like there's no worries and, and to be honest with you after Taquan Graham fumbled that football, I was like, I knew that the Chargers were going to get this ball back because the way Justin Hubbard was, like he said, he was cooking. They let him cook, and he was just fine. It didn't matter who was catching the football. Justin Herbert was going to find the open man, and he continued to do that throughout this entire game. Absolutely, yeah. It It's tough because it was like, if you know, this Falcons third down defense was, you know, if they're not the worst in the league, they're like in the bottom three going into this game and certainly this game didn't help you know like I figured Herbert would be able to move the chains multiple times in this game and and, and keep these long 10 plus play drives that they were able to do you hope that the red zone defense would step up a little bit more in some of those situations and force the Chargers to settle for you know field goals instead of getting touchdowns but you know they, they couldn't pull it off and you know, we, we know that, again, we've seen this defense step up in the fourth quarter with Grady Jarrett getting a sack. They they had an interception uh, in, in the second half. So it, it did feel like, and again, they get the fumble, and you're feeling like, okay, this is, you know, 
I don't know, luck or a miracle or whatever that Austin Eckler just happens to kind of fumble it on a, on a routine carry. Um, but unfortunately, you know, whatever success that they seem to have going, whatever luck they had going for them uh, prior to this game did, did not translate uh, today. I mean, to be honest with you, though, you know, Rashawn Evans, man, he forced that bump. He knocked that ball out. And I think that that's a guy that's been a, a pretty solid addition for the Falcons as he leads the team in tackles uh, this year. But it just goes back to what 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 your your weakness is, and, and your weakness is not being able to get guys consistently. And I think that a lot of people, and I was I was partly guilty, partially guilty of this too. I looked at the skill positions, right, or the guys that they didn't have. But looking at the offensive line and, and, and kind of going up and down that offensive line, those guys got some solid guys. You talking about guys like Zion Johnson who had some battles with Greg Jarrett today, and he was able to win some. And, and I think because you didn't you didn't hear 97 name called that much, and I think um, Zion Johnson was one of those reasons. Also, Jamari Sawyer, he made uh, Lorenzo Carter disappear, even though he doesn't need help with that from Sunday from Sunday in and Sunday out. But um, Jamari Sawyer did an excellent job today as far as blocking, and I think that that defense, defense line just got whooped, man. I think that's what you kind of do with it, along with having a quarterback that can just slank it, and that's a horrible combination. That's that's the recipe for beating a team like the Falcons. Even though they're resilient, even though they're always in games, even though they like they're going to fight to the end. But if you have a quarterback that can slang that tater, and you have an offensive line that can block, that can protect uh, 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 above average offensive line, like you, that's a good recipe to 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 take the Falcons out, just like what happened today. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I, I think when you look at the final score, you say, OK, they gave up 20 points to the Chargers. You know, that feels like a winnable game for the Falcons. And so it gives us, a, you know, a natural way to flip the conversation to the offensive side of the ball um, where, you know, it, it felt like the offense had an opportunity there with about five minutes to go in the game to go down the field, get points. You know, whether it's a field goal, whether it's a touchdown, you feel like you need your offense to go out there. And, and win the football game for you rather than putting it back on the defense to have to get a stop and then, you know, get the ball back to the offense. Um, but, you know, they run the ball on first down. They get a first two yards to Tyler Algier. Uh, then they had an opportunity for what could have been the touchdown. Where to- Mar- <clears throat> Mariota overthrew Kyle Pitts. Maybe you can certainly say Pitts ran a little bit too shallow of a route, but regardless, you know, that's six points off the board right there. And then, Mario misses the third down throw. And and the thing that stood out to me was pretty much when the Falcons threw the ball on like second and long, I think Mariota was like 0 for 6 today. And that that missed the pits was the biggest of all of those misses. The Falcons running game was effective at times. I think probably one of the criticisms a lot of people will have coming out of this game, Jarvis, is that maybe they didn't run the ball enough. What are your thoughts on that? Um, To be honest with you, just kind of the whole Marcus Mariota thing, to kind of start start there, I think this is the thing that, I've, I've kind of got used to. I'm, I'm numb to Marcus Mario missing Kyle Pitts or not knowing how to throw the football to Kyle Pitts because when you think about it, it's always been like that. Like I remember last week, I was looking at the film. You start to see as soon as um, the, the ball started to come Kyle Pitts, the way he starts to turn around and know that it's going to be behind him, right? And you kind of saw that today. It even and to be honest with you, like how you throw the football to a, a tight end. I know he's a unicorn fast he runs like a wide receiver but when he's that open put the ball on him and even earlier in the game 
the corner was sitting right on top of him. Why would you try to lead him when the corner is sitting on top of him? That's that's a recipe for an interception. If you throw it to him, he's open. He's open. He has a man's beat. He's right there. He got the inside of the, um, the cornerback. All you got to do is put it on him. He can catch the football. And I think that a lot of times Kyle Pitts doesn't know if he's going to do that or if he's going to try to lead him. So not that relationship right there has to get mended because it's, it's, it's broken. Like you said, they had plenty of opportunities to, to, to make big plays today. And like you said, towards the end of the game, like you mentioned with, with Kyle Pitts, there was another opportunity they had with Kyle Pitts in the, early on in the game. So there's just a lot of things that's going on between those two that I think it, it, it's, it's, it's not right. It's just not right. And I think that something has to be done in order for it to be to be uh, to be mended so they can kind of have some type of um, um, some type of chemistry going down the stretch uh, toward the end of the season. They want to have a chance of winning this division. And also, we talk about running the football. I mean, that's that's a no brainer, right? Because, you know, we came into this game knowing that charge defense. They aren't good stopping against the run. They just aren't. And, and that, that continued to be the case throughout the entire game. There might have been some lows where, hey, they came up and put the stiff there where they stopped before two or plus two or plus three. But if you stay stick with it, those guys, gonna show. they're going to shine through. They're going to shine through each and every time, and that's what they did. But to the tune of almost 200 – I think they ended up with over 200 yards rushing in this game. So when you, when you think about that, man, it, it's, it's kind of hard to kind of swallow that pill because, like, you were able to do what you came into this game – um, doing, you able to execute. It's just like you, but it just weren't able to execute enough when, you, when other opportunities came came uh, presented themselves. Yeah, you you mentioned that connection to Pitt. Uh, there was about I think four deep balls to Kyle Pitts that did not connect uh, in this game, and, and I think that last one was is, was the one that you you feel the most because oh yeah that. You know, that would have put the, you know, I don't know if it would have put the game away. You never trust this defense, but, like, <laughs> but you know, at least for the like, moment, uh, yes, yeah, yeah. <laughs> at that moment, you would have felt very good about right. your ability to put the game away uh, had he hit that one. And, you know, all in all, like not a bad performance for the Falcons. They just did not make enough of the plays that they needed to to pull out the win. It, it did feel like for, you know, the first quarter they dominated the game. Then the Chargers kind of took charge in the, in the second quarter and then kind of like it was kind of even in the third quarter and you could argue the Falcons maybe got a little bit better getting that turnover and turning that into points and then going into the fourth quarter Chargers you know who misses a field goal that would have pushed their the Falcons lead to like 20 to 17 or, or 20 to 14 then the, that was the weird. Chargers Cool yeah. Mr. Field goals. Like, come on. Yeah. <laughs> it's, like, it's weird. Yeah, it was weird, just it man. was just you know, the, the Falcons had some opportunities late in the game to to kind of put this game away or at least to to put the pressure back on the Chargers and they just didn't really take advantage of it. You know, I, it just feels like they got, you know, I don't know, seventy percent of the way there and just couldn't finish today. Uh which has not been an issue for this team throughout the season. Yeah, and that's why you see some so many of these close games that they've been in, and like they have one or two plays can be the difference in them being what one and seven coming into this game, or 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 you know seven and one. You know, you never know. So those are some of the things that outside of that that Cincinnati loss, that's what we're talking about, right? Like they've been playing this game the entire season, and they've come used to it, and especially since last week against Carolina. So. And this is one of those L's that you almost kind of, from a team standpoint, from an identity standpoint, you almost kind of have to accept because this is just who you are. 
Like you're not good enough to beat teams, you know, uh, uh, um, soundly. So, hey, you're going to be in the game. All you ask me is to be within the possession at, at, in the fourth quarter and, and try to figure out a way to get a win at the end. Yeah, and they couldn't figure it out uh, today. So uh, Falcons 4-5, and five, got a short week uh, against this Carolina team that, you know, arguably outplayed them this past, you know, the previous Sunday, but didn't make the plays at the end of the game that would have won them the game. So we know that's going to be another sort of close, hard-fought team that's in Carolina. So that's going to be a challenge traveling on this short week. But uh, we'll have you covered here, guys, all week long here on Locked on Falcons, as well as Locked on Sports Atlanta, where Jarvis and Tanitra will have you covered on ATL Day 1s. You got Mark coming at you first thing in the morning with A to Z and John Chuckery on Hitting Hard as well. So make sure you're subscribed to Locked On Sports Atlanta, Locked On Falcons, so you have everything covered. Uh, We'll be, you know, quick turnaround here for the Falcons, but, you know, Locked On Sports Atlanta has also got you covered for the Georgia Bulldogs, what's going on with the Hawks, you know, how the Braves, uh, you know, it's early in the offseason for them, but, you know, how they get back uh, into the mix next offseason, they got you covered for all of the local headlines as well as the national ones going on all across the country. And, uh, guys, that will do it for us here on this postcast. Really appreciate you tuning in. Uh, unfortunately, the Falcons could not take care of business on Sunday, but we got another game in in four days and hopefully we'll see them take care of business then.